That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet that dares to talk about things like sci-fi, fantasy, Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, Star Wars, Wonder Women, all of these things. The only one! <laughs> We're the only one. The only one. Wow. According to me, I don't get out a lot or go on the internet a lot. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, as you can see, we have a gift from HBO, the complete game of thrones complete collection uh, what is it called the uh, the complete set which i thought we would dare to try and open right now in front of y'all and see what happens i wanted to open it up so is anybody on the line i hope they are i hope everyone <laughs> is here <laughs> if not i'm just doing this for me because i want to see what cool i'm curious too hand of the kingpin very nice give me lots of on the floor here Ooh. Yes, please hold it. <laughs> All right. Ugh. Okay, here we go. Wow. The complete Game of Thrones, the complete series. Pretty nice looking. I don't. Okay, so yeah, they have like, like every down, season down, down, down. is a different kind of. Uh, Wait, me lower yes. just a. There we go. Wow, <laughs> right in frame. Okay, so. What are you seeing? I can't see. <laughs> Oh yeah, you can't see. I have to, so I have to be the narrator. So we've got this beautiful box, and as you pull out, I guess that's each season or each I think so, disc. Yeah. Each season comes with a disc. Probably comes You've with a little feature. You've got these features. little scenes going on. And these are by Robert Ball, the artist who did a lot of uh, really artwork for the show neat. over the years. This is very very cool. Yeah, thank you, Rio. And of course, congratulations to our winner um, yeah. who won this. When we gave it away last week. Congratulations. Lucky this is one of the nicest box sets I've ever seen. I have to admit. They went really all out with it. Clearly, wow. they wanted this to be memorable and, and a oh, collector's it's item. It's got weight to it. Oh, yeah. That was heavy. That was not easy to do, but I just did. <laughs> well, good for you. Is there anybody commenting off on the little thing? I can't. I, I, I don't know if for my me. comments are low, unless there are no comments. It's such, it is a sad set. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Well, anyway, thanks for joining us. I'm sure you're out there. Thank and that's you, thank very you. cool. Um, we also have some other Game of Thrones news to just, let's just jaw about that yeah. for a minute. Yeah. So next week, I think we'll go a little wider, but this week, we still have plenty of news to discuss. Finally, the last uh, kind of Game of Thrones awards rattle is going on. And we got the Golden Globe nominations out mm-hmm. today. And uh, basically, they were snubbed is the narrative yeah. going on here. Yeah. I, I, I always find it interesting with award shows that 
the, the like the different ones that go for that kind of highlight different things. Like the Emmys love Game of Thrones, always have the uh, the Golden Globes never really have, and they all like, like different things. The Golden Globes are way into like things like Chernobyl, The Crown, a show called Unbelievable that I hadn't really heard of. Yeah, and then the Critics Choice Awards are like favor these gradually different shows like um like this is us and other stuff like yeah. that and there was so little crossover it's just interesting like the way award shows kind it of work really like that is, yeah depending on the body you get yeah. different selections and usually i'm always like the golden globes for me are a curveball because i feel like there's some like staples that they're gonna have to have which i mean honestly though game of thrones if you would ask me would game of thrones be nominated for a decent amount of golden globes i would probably tell you yes they never but, happen in that but show. But you know what? Now that yeah, now that I see the reality of the situation, I'm like, oh, okay. I think though, more so, it might be the Emmys where I feel like they're a bit. I don't know if, if they're and like they a little more forgiving of like final seasons, or you know, just being like, okay, well, maybe it's time now to do that. So, well, I mean, the only nomination they got for Golden Globes was Kit Harrington for Best Actor, alongside wow. Brian Cox for Session. Rami Malek for Mr. Robot, Tobias Mendes for The Crown, and Billy Porter for Pose. So I think we'll probably win. Yeah, I, was like, I, I don't feel confident. As much as I love Kit, I was like, I don't feel confident that that's his category to win. But congratulations to him. I'm kind of surprised he's the only one who is nominated. Out of, yeah, out of the yeah, entire Peter Dinklage. Cast. I mean, I think that, um, and, and then again, weirdly, at the Critics' Choice Awards, I think Gwendolyn Christie was the only cast member to get a nomination oh. for um, Best Actress for Brienne. Wow. I think Dinklage may have gotten one, too. But like Kit Harrington wasn't in that. North Lena Hayden, yeah. North Lena Clark. And Emilio Koch getting no love anywhere. I'm, that makes me really <laughs> sad, by the way. <laughs> a little I really, bit. I really wonder what goes on in the voters' mind. Because I feel like they come from maybe like all over. They all have these different interests and likes and stuff. But it's like, what series have you been watching as to where you, <laughs> you're like, oh, no, I'm not going to give him or her. Like, Not to say that I you know, don't like Gwendo- Gwendolyn Christie, which I do. But I would have thought that people were who were maybe a little bit more in the forefront of the show yeah. would have got those nominations. So I mean, it really does go to show you what what I've always said is that award shows are fun. Mm-hmm. But I mean, <laughs> look, I mean, they are nonsense. We yeah. we, we know that, right? <laughs> I think as long as you approach it like that, it, it's good. It's fun. It's it's they're, they're fun to watch. They all wear the nice clothes and they get up and they make the speech. And sometimes they're entitled, sometimes they're dumb. But I mean, it, it's always been so arbitrary. There's no like baseline or standard. And then, yeah. and then you see a show like Unbelievable, which, which sounds very good. It's, it's a Netflix show. It's like based on some real life stories of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, no one's heard of it. You see that get out like exactly. a giant thing, like five noms, and you start to think like, did a rep get to you? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like who's slipping a twenty under their door? <laughs> or not? I haven't seen it. It's probably very good. Yeah, me neither. But yeah, that's the award show coverage. Um, are you an award show person? Do you watch the Oscars, the Emmys, the you know, Tonys, et cetera, I mean, so, yeah, so forth? Yeah, for my job. And I, like, but even before that, I used to be super, super big. I'm more of a movies person still, so I would yes. just like, absolutely love the Oscars. For some reason, the Oscars... I mean, even though I watch more TV than movies, mm-hmm. for award shows, the Oscars do seem glitzier, more interesting. Yeah, and I don't know what it is about. Like, even I, I put even like the Grammys like really, really low. I'm like, everybody loves music. I've never watched the Grammys. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't feel that <laughs> bad then. But yeah, it's like as far as those go, it's like the Emmys. Where I was like, oh, okay, I might, you know, but Oscars are always like the number one for me. So I'm like, yeah, TV can do their thing. It's whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> and by the way, everybody's watching. I, I know you're commenting. My internet's not really working on Facebook. Came back finally. <laughs> it's been weird. So hello, Sabrina, Leanne, Jen, who just saw a house figuring dinner plate, salad plate, and bowl set. Wow. Gotta have merch. Wow. I think this is like the primo bit of Game of Thrones for, for the holiday season. It is, yeah. And again, congratulations to the person who won it last week. Very, very nice. Hope you show that off at your uh, holiday gathering. <laughs> Okay, that's what happened to the world. I mean, there, there was a bunch of stuff happening in the world of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know that Rory McCann, who played the Hound, was homeless before he got the role of the Hound? Wow. He was living in a tent. Where, where does this type of information come up? It comes on the uh, Conan oh. O'Brien oh. uh, behind-the-scenes interview segment on this very simple. Oh, I was like, yeah, that's that's something to bring up. We're really switching gears here. <laughs> wow. That, no, that's really remarkable, though. I'm, you know, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Like, good for him. It reminds me of was living in their van like paul rudd or somebody was he paul rudd i don't no. know not paul rudd yes chris pratt oh that sounds about right yeah I he was that. one of those guys who you know just kind of like got their big break it's like hey <laughs> so always happy to hear some good stories by the way if you want to hear uh this great story in audio form we are available on itunes yes uh spreaker or podcast are sold five-star reviews and glowing write-ups welcome um, anyway, beyond Game of Thrones, we'll actually get, come back to it because, you know, it's the end of the year. We're going to celebrate the show that started this all. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple other things we want to touch on this week. You were very excited, and I was very excited, frankly, yeah. about the trailer for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Which I think it's coming out in May. May 2020. I thought I might watch the trailer for a spot, which yeah. I did see, feel was pretty excellent. It was. A, it's a fun trailer. Yeah. Let's roll the tape. Okay. So that's the best trailer I've seen in a while, and I'll tell yeah. you why. Yes. I feel like you could put that on at a rave, and, like, the people wouldn't miss a beat. <laughs> I love how, like, propulsive it. I love the music in it. It's very I love the, fun. Yeah. It's, it's, very it's more like a music video than it is a trailer, almost, in a lot of those places. It really is. Yeah. It's so... And I think it's it's cool to see Wonder Woman in a different setting, in a... To, well, to me personally, I'll say a fun setting. Not to say World War One isn't fun, but I think the eighties. I mean, has what's more, more fun than the most tragic <laughs> yeah. event of the twentieth century? Yeah. So that was really cool. There were a lot of like really cool moments. I think one of the big things is seeing uh, Steve Trevor played by Chris Pine. How the how? So spoiler alert: he dies in the yeah. first one. Sorry, I'm going to yeah. go out there. Is there word on why he's back? I really have not. I think that's going to be one of those mysteries that they're going to be like, "Ooh, why is he back? How is he back if he died?" And I looked up his um, like Wikipedia page, uh, and it said he Who, was Chris born, Pine or Chris, Steve Trevor. Uh, Steve Trevor okay. for the movie universe, and it's like he was supposed to be born in the 1880s. So there's no huh? way, there's absolutely no way he should be there's even living. There's <laughs> time travel or a clone <laughs> right. or something's so happening. It's either that or maybe she's having like an illusion or something of him. I think Luis has actually a really good point that yes. Wonder Woman's hair isn't big enough for the 80s. Hmm. Okay, I think that trailer, like, it seems to like be really mixing up decades that I like. Like, I'm sorry, that music, that's that's disco song. Yeah. And like the 1984, all these like, big color, like, 54 kind of lights coming at yeah. you. It almost seemed more 70s than it did, I but then that, there's the mall, yeah. the mall, so that's very 80s. Yeah. The mall to me, which I mean, I guess the mall is a staple of 80s culture, I suppose, but it's also like, all right, we're back to Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just totally right in Stranger Things, It, the new American Horror yeah. Story, where everything is 80s right now. Yeah. 
And I'm just, I said it before, I'm waiting for us to kind of creak over into the 90s. I know. Which I think, I, I guess, will happen once we go it, yeah. into 2020. It's, it's, yeah, new decade, by the way. Wow. <laughs> Having new like decade. an existential crisis in the middle of the podcast. But yeah, it looks really cool. I think there was the part where she's like, she's got her lasso and she's like, uh, flinging herself off of the lightning kind of like doing like a yeah that, that was, that, that was, that was around. it was really really cool they've done a nice job i think of turning kind of the dc extended universe boat around yeah because for a while the narrative was like we are floundering we are flaming we don't know what we're doing yeah. you know they had justice league it failed they had those just batman oh those like overbearing batman superman yeah. movies are just weighed Suicide down by their own seriousness squad. nobody's like that yeah. thing and now they, they they seem to have found finally found yeah. a rhythm. I think Wonder Woman was the was it the first movie or yeah. did Batman versus it, well obviously it was one of the better movies to come out of that really really trashy period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, well we got to do this again and we got to do it even better. So I know Patty Jenkins is really. I'm hoping that she really nails it. She seems pretty around. cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're also talking about a Amazon spinoff, like about the Amazons of Finiscura. Finiscura. Yeah. It's a word I can say but can't spell. Yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting, I think. I don't, you know what? I really, it's one of those things to me. I'm like, I don't see why not. It would almost make me say this should be like one of those HBO Max. Well, they don't have Disney Plus, so HBO Max spinoffs. But I wonder, like, what's the feasibility of that? How many people would be interested? And so on and so on. You know what? I'm probably down with you, Louise. Shoulder pads and big hair. No one's supposed to have them. That is a great point. All this 80s nostalgia stuff. And no one is wearing, you know, giant shoulder pads, hair out to here. I would love to see some of that. It's a very toned down 80s. I feel like Stranger Things has some 80s stuff going on. With like the swimsuits and the weird, yeah, but yeah, nothing that extreme or like or like the brightly colored, um, like kind of neon color blocking Ooh. stuff. I'm into that. I would love that. Yeah, fine, just go ahead, do what you want, Warner Brothers. Like as, as long as it's good. Get some big hair and like hairspray going for. One um, speaking of uh, superhero movies that are going out of time, we mm-hmm. also got the one of our first official photo. Of a new Disney Plus series, yeah. uh, WandaVision, which, so yeah. the hell it's is very, that? It's very, very old-timey, like back in the That's 50 50s sitcom. That's yeah. I Love Lucy. Yeah. That's Leave it to Beaver. And all this news coming out, the Wonder Woman and the uh, WandaVision is from, they call it CCXP. It's a comic con yes, in, in Brazil. Brazil. So it, you know, not as like huge as the other Comic Cons here, but they still have obviously some big presenters. Clearly. So yeah, this WandaVision thing. Again, you, you know what I like? Mm-hmm. I, I like that it seems like, especially, especially Disney does this really well, where it, it's, willing, it's willing to just get weird with stuff. Yeah. Like everyone's doing 80s, everyone's doing 80s. Why don't we do an I Love Lucy yeah. 50s takeoff yeah. for our giant, you know, headlining superhero show? Yeah. Starring Elizabeth Olsen and... Paul Bettany. There you go. Thank God you said that. I wasn't going to get it. Um, of all the upcoming Disney Plus shows, I'm the most intrigued about that one. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, yeah. Loki, and yeah. Hawkeye. It's that got was the, the most interesting concept. I think especially because kind of like the rumors of what I've been hearing about it too, where it's just like, <laughs> she's supposedly, you know, like really upset that Vision died. And so she kind of like be. retreats into her own world. And it just ends up being this sitcom, you know, like, you know, the perfect life until it isn't perfect, I'm sure. I, I'm impressed that, that a company as big as Disney is able to do this kind of quirky thing. And I mean, obviously be successful with it. Like, yeah. that's really quirky. Yeah. I was watching the latest Mandalorian and 
My hero, yes. Amy Sedaris, was in it. Yes. Did you have watched Dinner with Candy back in the day? No. Okay, great show. <laughs> She's a legend. She played like the uh, like a mechanic girl who watched the, the baby Yoda. She's hilarious. Wait, what did you ask me? Did I see? Um, the Mandalorian. Oh, or, I thought uh, you... just He's Strange with Candy. Which oh, no, no, no. Okay, right. I haven't seen. Oh, wait. Yes, I have. Good show. It's a really offbeat show. It's very it's... offbeat. <laughs> okay, yeah. And the point is that Disney is, is and also Werner Herzog, I can't forget him. Yeah. Like, it's doing these, it's making these weird choices with a lot of its stuff, mm-hmm. with WandaVision being another example. And I'm just impressed that a company that big is is able to do that. Because I guess the normal narrative is, like, for Warner Brothers, for instance, mm-hmm. they kind of played it grim and straightforward yeah. and it was it wasn't working yeah and i like that again I, i'm always of two minds with disney that i admire what you're doing and i mean you keep doing it well so i can't be mad right. that mad at you <laughs> but it's, it's i always i think it's gonna be like another shoe that drops eventually but so I, i'm impressed that they've been able to be huge but also nimble yeah yeah it I feel like they're, well, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but the creative freedom aspect, maybe they're like in a prosperous time. Well, I'm sure they're prosperous with Disney Plus. <laughs> so they're kind of yeah. like, we can take these gambles and we can take these creative risks because of the environment that we have going on. Because we have Disney Plus. It's not just maybe. this theatrical release and we have to get it right. It's kind of like we've got all these moving parts so we can kind of see what works out. And especially with people like, uh, Kevin Feige running Kevin Feige. Marvel, who's got that. Who's getting more promotion. powerful, by the yeah. way? Because <laughs> they shut down the. They shut TV down Marvel division. TV. So like, just give it to Feige. And yeah, like, Feige's oh, like, oh, he's gonna <laughs> for Star Wars. Yeah. You wonder that too. Like, how much does it do to one person? Like, yeah. How much can one person in a corporation really make a big difference? Which is kind of a terrifying thought. It is, yeah. Because that means, like, is all this Disney Renaissance success, unprecedented success? Uh, taking over other companies due to the creativity that comes down, flows down from one person? Mm-hmm. Or is it like a mass cultural change, which matters yeah. more? Yeah, it's really like for him, almost like being a small little, I think he's like the chief creative officer, but really is almost like being a CEO. Um, but I've also been watching on Disney Plus the engine Imagineering story. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how the Disney CEOs have an influence over all the Disney parks, you know, Disney World, Disneyland. And it's like, gosh, can you imagine like not only having to worry about the movies, having to worry about Pixar, having to worry about Marvel, but also having to worry about the parks and all that. It does seem like a lot to juggle. And yeah, kind of like what you've been saying, it's like, how do they balance all of that? <laughs> I mean, I would, they, they, they found a way to do yeah, it while the shows were kind love, of floundering. I would actually love to be Disney CEO just for the day. If that's a job, I'm coming for that job just to let me sit in the chair for one day and give it a crap. I would just empty out Disney World, just go around it myself for fun. <laughs> That's not no. That's not fair. By the way, I'm loving the discussion in the comments about '80s fashions. Oh, oh um, my gosh, we've been. <laughs> says Jen Casey, I was part of the Blue Army denim jackets with patches all over Ooh. it, and in the '80s, if your hair didn't reach the ceiling, you didn't leave the house. It's making me wish I uh, could get more of a load of fat. We really missed young. out, didn't we? <laughs> we did. <laughs> and like, I and I was also, I was too young to be in a '90s fashion. That's not a fashion person. But um, I know it when I see it. And exactly. you're right. I agree. I wish there was. I wish Wonder Woman had hair that was as tall as she was. Mm. I think it's a travesty she doesn't. Mm. She's Make so it powerful. happen, She's Warner got Brothers. All that hair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, some of the stuff happening in the world of superheroes, as it always does. We got Star Wars coming up, yeah. giant big thing yeah. right around the corner. Being fun of the Ghostbusters thing for looking too much like Stranger Things. Lots happening, as always. Mm-hmm. I just want to draw attention to something that Fansided did recently. Yeah. The Game of Thrones plays a yeah. part in, of course. Every year, 
gentle viewers. Uh, fan sided, our beloved, um, what do we call it? Parent sister company? Fan sided. Wiccan fan sided. Together at last. Um, put out the Fandom 250, which is a ranking of the 250 top fandoms mm-hmm. on Earth in all the world, drawn from the worlds of entertainment, celebrities, sports, video the internet, games, all that good yeah. stuff. Video games. Video games? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The world's video games on there, right? And basically, it just ranks every fandom based on, you know, things like how buzzy was it, how big was it, um, how much legacy does it have, you know, how passionate are the fans. Yep, yep. Obviously, Game of Thrones placed pretty, pretty highly, although there's a little twist that we'll get to in a second. Oh, yeah. So the top <laughs> 10 just that came out top 10 fandoms from 150 were number one it's any order of top 10 marvel the los angeles lakers star wars beyonce patrick mahomes who's a football man the united states women's national soccer team zion williamson i think is a basketball man the los angeles clippers game of thrones <laughs> at number nine and serena williams yeah so sorry tennis serena williams plays tennis well, no, I we know Serena Williams. I know Serena Williams. <laughs> that that one's fine. Um, that's great. Game of Thrones number number nine. I think that's yeah. okay, not bad. You know what though? Because I took part in some of the ranking process. You did. I did not. What's it like? It. You know what? It was we. I've only been. This is my second one. Um, and so we kind of tweaked the process again to where we really focused on having a big collaborative process for like the first 50 i think 50 or 100 and then it was sort of like a we just let the biggest editors our editorial directors kind of go behind the scenes and work out the rest and then they send it to us and then we look through it and we say okay this is good or this should be moved up or this should be moved down so there's a lot of debating there's a lot of talking um it really is a I wouldn't say a difficult process, but I'd say a lot oh. of work goes into it, okay. <laughs> like more than you would imagine. <laughs> Although, you know, what I found cool was that, like, that's the way they rank, that's the way you guys yeah. ranked them. Um, you were in this last year. So, I was. Yeah. I was not, I wasn't entirely upset not to be a part of it, because it was a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot, yeah. <laughs> um, what I loved was that if you just went by the fan vote, mm-hmm. if you just filtered the fan vote, what was the fan vote exactly? I believe they ran that online, if you were on the website. And there was a way between you could vote like who was the best between this and that. And you'd say, oh, I like this one. And then they'll give you another one. Oh, I like this one. So I believe that was our fan vote. Yes, the fan vote. Just by that, guess what was number one? Na, 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 na. Yeah. <laughs> so Game of Thrones is the people's fandom. Yay. Actually, it's kind of cool how differently it was when I did this, the fan vote. It was Game of Thrones, Los mm-hmm. Angeles Lakers. Who else was number two? Stranger Things. Wasn't on the original top ten. The Los Angeles Clippers, they have two. Th- Never mind. Um, We're not here to talk about sports. <laughs> Marvel, uh-huh. uh, The Rock, the Houston Astros, the New York Yankees, Batman slash Joker, and the Kansas City Chiefs. So yeah. it's just a, quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. And Game of Thrones comes in on top Looky when you there. just talk about uh, the fans. <laughs> it was a cool. It was an interesting year for, for Game of Thrones fandom. Yeah. I feel like they came to one of those fandom reckonings that sometimes happens when um, a series has been around for a while yeah. and there is a schism, to use the Holy Roman Empiric term, that, you know, it, 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 we just kind of saw it in Star Wars. Sometimes fandoms have these kind of blow up events, you know, exactly. where like um, something comes along that splits them and there's infighting. I know Harry Potter has it. I know they split over Cursed Child. 
I know mm, that's still yeah. like a scar to this day. Yeah. I know Star Wars has had it over The Last too Jedi many. and the prequels yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for a while. I'm not a Star Trek expert. I'm I'm sure there's some show that yeah, does have like six shows. Star Trek so far. Surely it wasn't like mm. Enterprise. I, I, I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about it. And Game of Thrones definitely had a bit of a schism this year with the yeah. final season. They almost made it out alive. <sighs> almost perfect nice. record. I will say, um, fandoms, I mean, it, I'm not sure like once split it ever, I mean, you can't return to Eden, you know? Yeah. Like once you're out of the garden, yeah. you're out. Yeah. You can't uh, like uh, be blissful and just loving it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. But once something new comes along, you can love it together again. I think it's been amazing a bit with Star Wars mm-hmm. recently that, you know, Star Wars is known for, the fandoms known for infighting, known for yelling at Ryan Johnson. John Boyega even kind of did it. Did you read that? Yeah, I saw that this morning or this <laughs> afternoon. I don't know if those comments have been like taken out of context I'll where they were smidge. kind of like, I guess the whole thing that I read was like they were talking about, oh, John Boyega was like, oh, I cried when I learned that J.J. Abrams was coming back to direct the trilogy or the final movie. I was like, really? No, but I read that he was like, um, I, I was iffy on The Last Jedi choices. Oh. Like, I, I didn't like that we were split up. Um, I just think like he, it, it, yeah. it, it was pretty explicit. Yeah. The um, but no, but again, then you see something like the Mandalorian, people, everybody's yeah. loving it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you can, yeah. you can, you can't go home again, but you can like go pretty close, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty interesting. We've got this one thing to kind of hold us together and, you know, even the man, so the Mandalorian is going to be continuing even after, so to speak, after the la- the rise of Skywalker yes. comes out. Because we still got a couple more episodes. So even if, it, you know... Disney will dominate your Yeah, even Christmas if the break. Rise of Skywalker fizzles, there'll still be something to patch us over. <laughs> God, what if it did? Ugh. Twitter would be so <laughs> upsetting. Um, by the way, uh, speaking of Mandalorian, Louise Piper points out that Pedro Pascal... Uh, yeah, she points out that um, the recent story that Pedro Pascal, the actor who plays yeah. Mandalorian, is not in the suit a lot of the time. Which we all yeah. knew, right? For the... Uh, it's a good gig Bryce for him Dallas getting someone Howard. to walk around for him and him getting the credit. <laughs> That really, it's like, there's not a lot that you need to do, buddy. I know. It's just like a voice acting <laughs> Besides role. Besides maybe some, some, you know, stunts. But yeah, I think it was like John Wayne's grandson. Yeah. Who was in the, the Bryce Dallas Howard episode where he goes to Little Village. It's but, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. It was a great episode. So good luck, good job to that guy. So we can shift over to what are we watching? Yeah. Our final part. And by the way, Jen, I'm sorry. I have not watched The Curse of Oak Island yet. Um <laughs> It did sound good. I want. It's hard to make room. I made room for the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel recently to add that okay. to my rotation. Okay. So I already have a new show on board, and there's, I'm still watching The Mandalorian and Watchmen, which is just killing it. Oh, awesome. Um, his art material is almost over, thank God. I'm still trying to work my way through that. So uh, we'll, Are you we'll, starting we'll see Mrs. if I can Maisel get. from the beginning or have you already oh no watched the, first the, the two? third season came out okay so I, I, i've been okay. on board since back and since back when it first okay. came out well not immediately after but around that have you watched that show i did not and you'll you i think you'll learn that <laughs> i just kind of like through osmosis learned what these television shows if you about. work in the site room, probably will and then i just watched some of my other like random tv shows <laughs> you gotta keep up I, I do try and keep up with like the the big stuff yeah that's not true though i i i keep up with like the things i would be watching anyway like yeah. i want to watch yeah. like there are shows that i just i'm not gonna have time for like vikings just premiered season six and like 
Like, what, what am I going to do? Go watch the first five seasons and, like, binge them That's over a, a weekend? Lie. I have things to do with yeah. my life. I like that we have our contributors and our, like, yes, little and God bless them. I'm sure are, it's a great show. their own interests. So I'm like, you guys really help the side out because there's way too much for me to cover. I will watch some SNL, though. I love Saturday oh, sure. Night Live. Curse um, of Oak Island sounds like it's a low-impact yeah. watch, so I can try that. Which one? Curse of Oak Island. <laughs> And I'm watching repeats of, um, oh gosh, on Disney Plus, there's a show about the like Disney fairy tale weddings that came. Sorry, that's just me. I like sure. that thing. And they're coming out with a new season, I think, next year. So that's what I'm watching. And I'm doing a whole Star Wars rewatch. So that's another like Naturally. look that I'm putting on myself. Terry says that women are on Saved on Lodge 49, which I have heard a lot of good things about. Oh, that's right. But I yeah. have not really had time to dive into. Louise says his dark materials has improved. It has think? improved, Louise. I still am kind of bored by it. Oh, no. And think it could be like a half as long and I'd be fine. Yeah. It has not been the hit I wanted it to be. Watchmen, though, I feel like that's finally, it has one episode left. That mm-hmm. has kind of caught on in a yeah. way I feel like people are, are oh, genuinely people, excited about people it. People were saying Regina King was definitely snubbed from Golden Globes. Yeah. I don't think they got Watchmen there at all. Yeah. That was sad. Because I know from what I've heard and from even like the first episode that I saw, I'm like, she's really good. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so Yeah, she's tremendous. And she's only gotten better. That show has impressed me a lot. Yeah. Um, I know you're busy. But if you have time to watch the time, I think you should. I think now that it's finally out, I can be like, okay. Yeah, there's one more episode left. Yeah. Um, the Witcher, Lee also mentions, funnily enough, I've actually seen some of the screeners for that. Yeah. Very excited about it. And I can't talk about them yet because it's very hush-hush and Netflix- I've always wanted to say something like this. Like, Netflix would kill me if yeah. I talked to the screeners. Netflix I, snipers I, 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 are out but, there. But I can soon. <laughs> and that'll be fun. Um, yes, that's coming around the bend. So, yeah, that'll well, be a good thing. Yeah. We've got about, because that comes out on December the 20th. The 20th, yeah. So we've got about a little under 10 days, 9 days. So I think people can hold on till then. <laughs> I think so, your review. <laughs> okay, so now the, uh, of our last part, this isn't the schedule. I'm just curious. So... The Rise of Skywalker, the big yeah. Star Wars movie. It's coming up. It's going to be the movie event of December, probably maybe of the year. Yeah. So what do you want out of it? Are your hopes high? Are you nervous? Because you're, you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah. I want to preface this by saying I just read a massive, massive leak on Reddit. I'm talking. So you do that? You, you go read the leaks? You know what? I was not a fan, especially with the Avengers. I did not want to know a single thing. But this, I was so curious that I read the entire thing. It was like an 18-page document, and I read it word for word. They had those in the Game of Thrones days. Someone was always <laughs> leaking the whole story. And so, to me, it kind of sounds interesting. There was also a leak for the soundtrack, and the soundtrack <laughs> had these uh, titles that very much matched what the leak said. I was like, oh, this might be legit. Uh, but to push that aside, what am I hoping for? Is Baby Yoda in it? <laughs> Baby, I think that was that would be too much of a last minute decision for them to throw in there. But I, I mean, the biggest thing is obviously seeing how these characters are going to wrap up. Seeing like, is Kylo Ren going to redeem himself? Um, is there anything next? Or are they just going to be kind of like happy with like, oh, are we going to end the First Order? Is First Order going to get our butts? I feel like because Star Wars has always been at its heart a children's story and sure. a fantasy, they're going to try to like wrap things up. In a neat little bow and have a happy way, ending. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not. I don't think it's going to be. It's not going to be a red wedding or anything. No. 
It's like everybody dies. Uh, so that and then, oh, I'm interested to see, you know, like what's up with Pappleteen? Why is he back? What does he have to do with anything? What about Ray's parents? So many questions that, yeah, that I'm, I'm starting to overheat. I think I had those answers from the leak. But again, I am still kind of curious to see if that plays out okay. or how it plays out. Let's walk a tightrope here for just yes. a second. Without saying anything from the leak, okay. not to spoil anything, were you pleased with what you read? Ooh. I still think because it's an ending and it has so much weight on its shoulders, uh-huh. it's going to be device. It's going to have people on the fence. I think some people are either really going to like it or some people are just going to be like, well, you know, what else could you do? Ah, the classic. <laughs> you can't it's, please everybody. Yeah, that, that's, why, that's what I'm feeling. I don't know. Like if I had seen a Marvel leak, because obviously I like the way that they wrapped all of that up. But sure. for this, I think specifically like when they went with The Last Jedi, I think that's what kind of turned me off in the first place. So now I'm like, I really don't care how they do it. I just <laughs> let's just get it over with already. So, yeah, <laughs> which is really sad to say as a Star Wars fan. But that's it is what it is. So. I think I think from what they from what I read, I think J.J. Abrams tried really, really hard. And yes, I commend him for that. It sounds like he has brought his passion to bear. Yeah. How about the Mandalorian? Are you still into that? I thought oh, the last yeah. episode was probably like the the least exciting so far, but I mean, it, it, it was the wasn't, least exciting, but ended on a cliffhanger. So it did. it did. I mean, it was still very enjoyable. And again, I'm a big Amy Sedaris fan yeah. from way back, and I was thrilled to see it's her. So I love funny. the casting on that show. I had a uh class an audition for a class the on saturday you audition for classes yeah, <laughs> yeah so it, it's a like long please story. teach me trigonometry like what, no it's work? for um um improv musical okay. improv which is really fun and so i got in by the way which is great um but going into my audition there was a photo of amy sedaris like on the she's from the, chicago yeah from the second city wall and i was like oh please bless me on my audition amy <laughs> <laughs> which was funny because i just saw her the night before in the mandalorian so i was like this is it like, makes me wonder sign. like who else is just gonna pop up unexpectedly in this show i know well it is making me curious about who is our guest at the you know at the cliffhanger of the mandalorian i don't know the character yeah but i'm pretty sure they're going to be played by ed asner or just actually, he might be dead. Someone in the left. Yeah, field. I was like, I was like, what? I get what you're saying. Though. I get what you're saying. Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> that's a little out there too, but look yeah, forward I to it. I won't hold it against them. Cool. Anyway, that's about our show for this yeah. week. Next week, we're going to do a little something a little different. I think we're going to kind of look back on a decade of pop culture mm-hmm. in 45 minutes. See how that goes. Um, highlighting some of our most favorite moments. Arconic moments, ones that shaped us as viewers and people. And I'd love to hear what you guys think of it too. This is 10 years that have been come to a close. A lot has happened in pop culture. Oh, it's from been a lot. movies to books to yeah. television. A lot has changed. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think I am too, to relive all those great <laughs> memories. I want us to come with five <laughs> apiece. And you guys come up with five too, if you're listening okay. to this. Okay. Your five biggest moments, whether it be a movie, a book, a TV show, I don't know, a play. Some sidewalk art you saw this one time uh, that stick out to you as definitive over the past right, 10 years. You guys got some homework this time around. Yeah, anything to eat or, 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 It's homework. Or, or do nothing. <laughs> That's fine, too. Or easy here. 
And uh, if you want to listen to us in audio form, your commute or whatsoever, we're available on iTunes, Spreaker, uh, wherever podcasts are downloadable, five-star reviews, and glowing write-ups. Welcome. Thanks a lot, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.